Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. My name is Pastor Charles. I'm one of the assistant pastors here uh, today, and this is Palm Sunday. It's Palm Sunday, and in the church calendar, and many of you are familiar with the church calendar, uh, this is the Sunday that is called uh, uh, Palm Sunday, and it's a time that depicts uh, the, the day when Jesus uh, entered in uh, to Jerusalem. So I want to read a passage of Scripture. There are at least uh, three passages of Scripture, if not four, that describe the event when Jesus came into Jerusalem. I'm going to read from John chapter 12, verses 12 through 19. The next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him. They shouted, praise God, or in some translations they would say, Hosanna. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy that said, Don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming riding on a donkey's colt. His disciples didn't understand at that time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered into his glory, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. That was the reason so many went out to meet him because they had heard about this miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, there's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. May God continue to add his blessing to the reading of his word in the public setting. Jesus riding into Jerusalem, what we call Palm Sunday, was about a week before Passover. Passover was a significant event in Jewish history. And certainly for you that are are familiar with the the Old Testament and and Bible history, you'll appreciate that Passover was the event where the Jewish people, and even today, they still do this, they they celebrate the time when Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt, crossing the Red Sea and and the Ten Commandments. And so it was a significant time. And, And at this moment, when Jesus is about to enter into Jerusalem, there were people from all over the known world, all kinds of Jews were gathering into Jerusalem, and that's why they were there. They were there to celebrate the Passover and, and what it meant. So you can imagine, it was quite the gathering. It was a time when people were getting uh, reacquainted, uh, so forth, uh, with one another that maybe they had missed for another year. But the Bible also tells us that the week leading up to Jesus coming into Jerusalem was action-packed. It wasn't that long ago, about a week or so before, that Lazarus, a really good friend of Jesus, had, had died, was in the tomb for four days and four nights, and that Jesus went to that tomb, and he said, roll stone away, and he called out Lazarus, and Lazarus came forth. He was raised from the dead. Obviously, 
Anytime that somebody's been raised from the dead, word travels. And so word had traveled about Lazarus coming, uh, uh, being raised from the dead. Well, on just the day before Jesus enters into Jerusalem, Jesus is visiting with Lazarus, now resurrected, and Mary and Martha. It's quite an event. Mary takes this alabaster box. It's full of expensive perfume, and she pours it on Jesus' feet. It was really an act of devotion. It was, it was Mary's way of saying, Jesus, I just want to give you my best. Thank you so much for what you've done for our family. And, and, and it was her, about her love for Jesus as well. Uh, and, and the fragrance, as you would appreciate, just filled the room with this expensive perfume. Of course, Judas was there. And we all know Judas, and we all know that Judas had something else up his sleeve. And, and so Ju Judas becomes indignant, and he starts complaining about the fact that, that Mary has taken this expensive perfume and poured it on Jesus' feet. And so Jesus, you know, he's, raised, he's trying to act righteous, of course. And, and Judas is saying, why? Why did she do this? This is wasted. We could have sold this perfume, got a lot of money, and helped feed the poor. Well, you know, that was a tongue-in-cheek thing, as we know. Well, also, the word, as I was saying, was spreading. And, and, and the religious leaders, you know, it's the religious leaders that always get upset. When God is up to something. Because the religious leaders are always trying to figure out God. They're trying to put God in a box. And they're trying to get some kind of formula. They're trying to get some kind of ritual. So, you know, then, then they become religious. Well, the religious leaders of the day were having real problems with Jesus. Jesus was very popular. Jesus was, he had an incredible following. And then when Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead... Now they are in real trouble. They were insecure, and they were seeking to, how could we kill Jesus? And now, since Lazarus had been dead and raised from the dead, they want to kill him too. So it was quite the setting just before Jesus comes. So you can see that, that everything is being set up for about the most, an event that was about to take place to be the most significant event in history. This morning, I want to leave you with three points. Because in just a few moments, we're going to witness uh, a, a water baptismal service that will really send this message home, and it will register with certainly everyone in the room. First of all, this Jesus entering into Jerusalem, there was something prophetic about it. And by that I mean it was, it was foretold hundreds of years ago over in Zechariah, Chapter 9, verse 9, I'll read it to you. It really was referenced already in the, in the reading that I gave you this morning. It says this in Zechariah chapter 9, uh, verse 9. Man, hundreds of years ago, this was written. It said, rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph. Hosanna, Hosanna. O people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming. To you, he is righteous and victorious. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. It, it was a word that was given to a prophet a long time ago, foretelling the Messiah would come into Jerusalem, just as we read about just a moment ago. So it was, it was a fulfillment of, of Scripture. Point number two, something perplexing was going on in the crowd as Jesus enters into Jerusalem. Some, some were praising him and shouting, Hosanna. 
Some of the same crowd as you and I know, because we know the rest of the story, as you and I know, some a week later would be crying out, crucify him, crucify him. So it was, it was a crowd that was somewhat fickled. So we take just a little step back and, and we think, okay, some in the crowd, they got it. They, they understood. They understood and something registered in their heart. Others in the crowd, they didn't get it. Some, the Bible says, that at the end of the day, some went off and they partied. They had a celebration because their king had come into Jerusalem. But there were others that complained. There were others that complained about Jesus entering, entering into Jerusalem. Jesus entering into their, their space. Jesus entering into where they lived. And then some plotted. How can we get rid of him? How can we kill him? How can, how can we put this thing out of our, out of our memories and, and out of our minds and out of our lives? So point number three. So point, follow me. Point number one was there was, there was something prophetic about prophecy, Jesus being fulfilled and the Messiah coming into Jerusalem. Number two, something perplexing was going on. And number three, something profound was about to happen. The Bible says that Jesus, and this was John the Baptist, and some of you remember John the Baptist, he was a forerunner of Jesus, and, and it was cousin of Jesus, actually, and, and, and that John the Baptist actually made this statement. He said, talked about, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. In just a moment, people did not realize. But the Lamb that would take away the sins of the world was about to be slain. We would call it Calvary. We refer to it as Good Friday. The greatest event in history, the greatest event in history was about to take place. I think it was a tipping point. It was a tipping point. And, and today, you and I will have the opportunity to witness people who have experienced Jesus coming into their life. We, we will experience and hear testimonies about how when Jesus came into their life, that their lives were changed, were changed forever. So there was something profound going on. What was about to happen being witnessed is that God's creation, his, his love for his creation, because John would say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It was a day when Jesus rode in to Jerusalem that our world would never be the same again. Now, we are about to witness in just a few moments, and that's what, that's what many of us come here today to witness this, this water baptismal service. We are about to witness people, young and old alike, who have experienced Jesus entering into their Jerusalem, their place, 
where they live, their lives, and the change that has come to them. And because they, by faith, have invited Christ into their lives and now desire to be obedient to his commands, I firmly believe they will never be the same again. That's such good news. So here's the thing. Here's what you got to think about. Here's the thing. In one sense, Christ enters into your Jerusalem and your space today. I didn't say he enters into your life, but he, he enters into your place, your, your space today. Everyone present today will need to make a response. You've got to make a response today. There's, there's, there's no way you can walk away from a service like this without making some kind of response. So here's what I think. Okay, uh, some... If you are here today and you're a devout follower of Jesus Christ, then your response to the service is, hallelujah, praise God, praise God. That was wonderful what Jesus has done in people's lives. Now, if you are a curious visitor, and you're kind of visiting, trying to, well, what is water baptism all about and what's going on and special events and so forth. If you are a curious your visitor, your response should be, tell me more. Tell me more about Jesus. Tell me more about how he changes lives. Now, and here's the one, and I hope really no one falls into this category, but if you are a skeptic, and maybe the skeptic would think, well, how can I dismiss everything I've heard this morning? How can I dismiss this person, Jesus, from my life? Well, I really hope no one's in that category. But I hope more that either you're a devout follower or that you're curious, and that's all good. It's all good because today, Jesus extends an invitation to you. It's so cool. So here's the thing. One day, the Bible says... Every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Love it. Everybody's going to do that. They're going to bow and, and they will can confess. And, and so, but that will happen. That's what the Bible says. But my advice is to you, do it now. Do it now. Confess Jesus as Lord. This day, make it your choice. So, today... Let's celebrate with those who have chosen to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 